Four, please. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the six o'clock pairing. On the tee, from River West, please welcome Gabe Neitzel. Also on the tee, from the third ward, this is Stephen Watson. It's Monday evening, and you're on the tee. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Now to take you around the course. Live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at Radio City. Alongside Stephen Watson, here's Gabe Neitzel. Who boy. Not to, you know, chicken little the situation, but is the golf sky falling? There's no sunshine. The world is crumbling around us. Live Golf, their first event. 54 holes coming up in London. And well, they've got some more confirmed players for this one. The big one, of course, finally... Phil Mickelson has decided to stick his uh, head out of the hole, but we're going to dive into Phil. Phil is, he's just fascinating in and of himself, but I want to go back because almost immediately, and we had a Tuesday show last week. We had a Tuesday show because of the Memorial Day holiday, so on the tee got pushed to, to, to Tuesday, like 15 minutes, 15 minutes after we got off the air, we found out about DJ. And Dustin Johnson defecting from the PGA Tour over to Live Golf to the tune of $125 million. Now, the one thing we do not know about the large lumps of money that you're seeing up front is we don't know for how many years. So we got $125 million. I don't know how that's spread out. I don't know for how many years. We just know he got $125 million to come play the Live Golf Tour, which begins this week in London. And then you start to see other names because, you know, that was um, released. So uh, Brandon Grace is on that list. Charles Schwartzel, who's a major winner. Grant McDowell, a major winner. Uh, Ian Poulter. Uh, You see uh, Kevin Na decided to make that jump as well. Lee Westwood, Louis Oosthuizen, major winner. Martin Keimer, two-time major winner. But a lot of the names that, that came... You know, Richard Bland, who's won a couple of times, Sergio Garcia. A lot of these names aren't names that are necessarily competitive right now on the PGA Tour. Because if Dustin Johnson, I believe his last win was the 2020 Masters. And obviously he is a big name in the world of golf. Had a heck of a Ryder Cup. Had a he- really good Ryder Cup. But now we get to see where everything falls in place. And look... I. If you want to sit here and judge these players and where they're going, go for it. I don't think we're going to take time out of our only hour-long show because we have a lot of other stuff to get to with the American Family Insurance Championship coming up um, this weekend. So we're going to want to talk about that later. But I just look at this strictly through the lens right now of a golf fan. And... The names that I just listed off, and Phil now joining those ranks, apparently, according to Rich Lerner of the Golf Channel, uh, Ricky's not too far behind. Ricky had a qualifier today trying to get into the U.S. Open. Does not look like he will get it. And I just look at it through this lens. This is bad for you if you're a golf fan. Really? This is bad for you. Why? Did you enjoy yourself watching the Memorial this weekend? 
And that was and that was a pretty good field. Really good field. But the cream didn't rise to the top this week. You got Billy Horschel, who's a name you recognize. But for the most part, I mean, Max Homa, whom we love, friend of show Max Homa, tried to make a little bit of a run yesterday to John get Rom his name. John ran his way into the top ten. Yeah. Xander, close by. But, I mean, Billy kind of ran away with it, and the front page of that leaderboard was uninspiring. I'm not as emotional about this as you are. I don't think this is bad. I'll let you finish your point. So, yeah, so Aaron Wise, Yakuin Neiman. Okay, Cantley made a run in there, but Denny McCarthy, Sahith Thagala, Brendan Steele, all in the top ten. And again, this is a pretty stacked field. This is an elevated event for the PGA Tour. It means more money. It means a longer exemption on the PGA Tour. A lot of perks that come with winning one of the three elevated tour events. But this is bad for golf. Because if you're a golf fan and you enjoy watching events like that one, or maybe you like enjoy you enjoy watching an event, uh, what are the other elevated tour events or the Players Championship? Sorry, they're not going to be as entertaining because this is just the tip of the iceberg, I believe. You're going to see some of the higher end players go. Kevin Nasmegen, what? He got what for finishing dead bleeping last? Six figures, by the way. 120000 for last place at a live event. <laughs> and it's no cut. Correct. So the top players in the world are now potentially going to be splintered between two tours. And un- undoubtedly, the PGA Tour in a post-Tiger world, because Tiger's not coming back to play any of these events, and by the way, Tiger was offered almost a billion dollars to defect to live, and he said no. But Tiger's only playing a handful of events those events are going to be the majors. Haven't heard a peep about Tiger in the U.S. Open. Doubt we see him. So in this post-Tiger world, I want to see the tournaments that have the best guys in them. No offense to the 3M Open up in Minnesota. Typically not a great field. So I'm probably not going to pay as much attention. And I want to pay attention. But there's going to be more fields that look like that one if we're living in a splintered golf world as a fan. You're not going to get to see the best players in the world go head-to-head outside of four weeks of the year, depending upon what those four entities, the Masters, the USGA for the U.S. Open, the PGA of America for the PGA, and the RNA for the Open Championship, depending upon what they do. So I think this is just bad for you in general if you're a golf fan. Think about it this way. If an upstart league came and actually wanted to challenge the NFL, Not this USFL and XFL stuff, but somebody who actually came in and got Tom Brady and got um, some of the bigger-named players to go and defect to their league. That's bad for you as an NFL fan. I want to see Brady versus Rodgers when the, the Packers play the Buccaneers. And granted, in that scenario, you probably would never see them face off against each other because there would never be any crossover. Golf, already kind of a splintered world to begin with. But I want to see these top players go head-to-head as often as possible. And it will not happen with a second tour like Liv giving out the money that they do. I think my biggest question for you, Gabe, at this point, we can, we can fear the future. Because nobody knows who's going to join this tour and how much money and what this train wreck this upcoming weekend could potentially look like. Because the advertising and the marketing for this event has been terrible so far. Just outside of the fact that they're throwing huge chunks of change at big-name guys. Mm -hmm. Do you watch tournaments for Dustin Johnson? 
Just I'm just curious. I mean, he is without question the biggest name. $120 million he was offered. That is double his career earnings. That is why DJ is joining this tour. Ooh. DJ's bigger than Phil? I mean, Phil is more intriguing, but I would rather watch DJ play golf than Phil. Phil's Phil's story really? right now is intriguing well, okay. because of what his last couple of months have been uh, like. 100%. I want to watch but, Phil go out there and shoot 100 this upcoming weekend. But when Phil won the PGA last year, like when Phil's playing, and again, and again, like it's so few and far between yeah, when but, he actually plays like that because he was not even making cuts prior to winning the PGA. Like the brand of golf that Phil plays, and I guess DJ kind of does... It's pretty similar because he hits the ball that much further than everybody. But it's just, I'm going to bomb it out there. I'm going to find it. Like, it's it's borderline reckless the way they play, and it's enjoyable to watch. I'm not saying I tune in any given week, but if DJ is on top of the leaderboard, I'm going to have more fun watching that weekend because of the brand of golf he plays. He plays an entertaining style. Versus having Rory, GT, JT, Spieth. Rom, yeah, they're all, all in, in the top 20. You're going to yeah. watch DJ over that? I'm not going to watch DJ over that, no. But I'm saying, but again, and maybe I'm just getting ahead of myself with what is currently over there and what potentially could go over there. But again, the, the part that scares me is that DJ was in the camp with the JTs and the Spieths and the Rorys. Yeah, to save face, DJ beats to his own drum. If there's one thing you've learned about DJ over the last decade... DJ does DJ. And, and I'm not knocking him personally. I don't know him personally. But he is kind of the type of guy that just hangs off to the side, does him, doesn't need to be in the boy band. And, you know, I, I feel like DJ was the perfect superstar for Liv. Because he's a big name. He has success. He has a lot of wins. But he's a loner. He's yeah. on his own island. Mm-hmm. So he, it makes sense. And that's why, that's why, for me, as a golf fan, I'm not getting too emotional yet about Liv. Because am I going to watch it this weekend? Probably. I'm going to turn on YouTube, and it's the only way to find it right now. I'm going to have to work but so... I, I, I it wanna, is going I, to be... I'm going to have to work harder to watch Liv than I have to work to find true TV every March in order to watch opening rounds yeah, of the NCAA tournament. probably... It's actually easier, yeah, to, it could to be find easier. YouTube it might be. than true TV. Uh, yeah, that I, is I, fair. I've, I've got the app, so it might be easier just to be able to find it on my TV. I'm going to watch it just to see how much of a train wreck it is, because I, I will give you this when it comes to Liv, Stephen. This thing would be dead in the water, be, if not for the money they have. Of course, and and it's and they've made that clear to the players too. Well, and and it's it's like an obvious thing to say, but it's unbelievable how disorganized and how chaotic this thing seems. Like they just randomly announced eight dates. They're having trouble selling tickets. They decided to put on these events without having any sort of media partner. They have to hire Jerry Fultz away from Golf Channel. And trust me, if you don't know who that is, I don't blame you. You should not know who Jerry Fultz is to be the lead analyst over for Live Golf. Like the, The whole thing just seems so poorly planned and executed. And I think it could be a train wreck. But at the end of the day, if the players' checks clear, 
you could see some more show up in the event they have at Pumpkin yeah, Ridge. They have an opportunity to do it different than the PGA Tour. I don't think Liv has any desire to look like the PGA Tour with just different names and throwing bigger money. I mean, that's why you have 54-hole tournaments. That's why there's going to be a team component to it. I'm intrigued by that. That is why I'm going to watch to see what that looks like on a week-in, week-out basis, whether or not that can survive if the live continues to grow. But for me at this point, those names are just not sexy enough yet. I would rather watch your top 30 players go at it week-in and week-out and yeah, you're going to have a memorial where Billy Horschel is going to run away and just have a great Sunday after a great weekend. You know, th- that happens. I mean, Billy Horschel is... He's a seven-time PGA Tour yeah, winner. It's I, not like I he's mean, a bum, you know? He's exactly. a pretty damn good player. He won at Eastlake, right? He, yeah, he, no, he won two playoff events in 2014, I want to say. Yes. So I, believe, I think he won the BMW, and then he won at Eastlake to become the FedEx Cup I mean, champion. If we're talking about Jason Kokrak, you know, running away with a weekend tournament at Genesis, that might be a little more blah. I mean, Joaquin Neiman ran away with it at Genesis this past year, and it was fun to watch. Like, I... I that doesn't bother me, but like washed up Louis Oosthuizen and Graham McDowell and Louis not washed up yet, but those types of names, Sergio, like that doesn't move the needle for me as a golf fan, but the idea of watching something different is intriguing. And that's why I don't think it's bad for golf yet because Gabe, what we haven't mentioned yet is that it doesn't matter what live looks like until we find out how the PGA tour responds. Because without understanding how the PGA Tour is going to take action against these players, we can't get overly emotional about what live means because we don't know if guys are going to go to live and be able to come back to the PGA Tour or if Jay Monahan is going to say, you know what, if you go play in a live event, you're done. And that's what he has started to tell agents and caddies of these players this past weekend at Memorial is if you go to live... You're done. Yeah, and it's and that's his, that's the only way he can handle it because it could get out of hand quickly. Well, and Kevin Na resigned his post on the PGA Tour, and look, interesting strategy by Kevin. Well, but I think that's the way you have to do it. Look, because everyone's talking about, oh, is this going to hold up in courts? Is this the PGA Tour is a player-run organization? You have to play a certain number of events in order to have your PGA Tour card, and if you're going over to live and you're playing. The reported number that they want to have is 18 events a season. If you're playing 18 times for them, and then you still play the four majors on top of that, you're not playing anymore. You run out of time. You're not going to be playing on the PGA Tour. So this thought of guys wanting to do both, they're not going to be able to. Now, the interesting part is the lifetime ban. Can the lifetime ban stand up? Because if you're DJ, if you're Ricky, if you're some of these young guys, and that's a bigger fear of mine as well, yes, Spieth and JT and Rory are certainly entrenched as guys that have backed the PGA Tour. Yeah, they're the faces. But what about some of these other guys? What about the the Cole Hammers of the world who just won a national championship at Texas? Yeah. What if... Cam Young. Yeah. What if instead of, you know, for these guys coming out of college, instead of having to go grind your way through the Corn Ferry Tour, or instead of having to try to win enough money in seven starts, which, by the way, some guys have done. We saw uh, Matthew Wolf win. We saw Victor Hovland do it. I think Colin Morikawa had to play a couple of Corn Ferry Tour events because the handful of events, again, it gets complicated, but what have you. So instead of grinding through the Corn Ferry Tour, just come play for us. We'll give you a bunch of money. It's right there. It's up front. Yeah. So that that's that's another intriguing future aspect of this. Um, I mean, like, like like somebody like a Ricky Fowler is really intriguing to me because he was once the marketable young face yeah. of golf, 
And yes, he has played terribly over he the stinks. last couple of years. He stinks he's right now. Yeah. Right now, and, and, and I want to say right now, I make it want to make it clear because I think Ricky being good is good for the game of golf, yeah. and I hope he figures it out, but I hope he finds it, but right now he stinks. He stinks, and there's an opportunity for him to improve his quality of life as a husband, as a father, to go play live. You're telling me that if they, they ban Ricky? I think Ricky still gets young fans excited. I still think that he is close enough to how good he was a couple of years ago and how marketable he was a couple of years ago. That that's still good for the PGA Tour to have guys like Ricky. Somebody like Max Homa is another name and story that intrigues me when you think about the future of Liv because Max didn't just have success right away on the tour. He was grinding. We talked about it when he won a couple of weeks ago. It was a guy who, at one point, was making $18,000 a year on the PGA Tour. And he, he's, he's being told that he can make 120 as last place on a live event. Yeah. But his success no story... Don't even, have to, don't even have to play well. His Just success story has come to define him as a player in golf. And it's made him even more likable. And that, that's where I get a little bit nervous about how quick some of these younger guys and that next generation might be to be like, huh, let's go get make quicker money faster. And you know? here's, here's the other tough part for me. Because we're about to have an event... Uh, in Madison, in our state. It's the only major golf tour that comes here anymore, um, PGA Tour champions. And Steve Stricker, with the Steve Stricker Foundation, and everything that Andy North has done to raise money for the American Family Insurance Children's Hospital in Madison. Like, they've done it through golf. And part of what the PGA Tour, Tour does, and yes, they run PGA Tour champions as well, is they funnel this money. You know, they take money. It, it, the money that they make isn't just going back to the players, and they've found a way, by the way, to get a bunch of money into players' pockets over the years. But they also funnel money into these communities and into the charitable efforts that mean a lot to the communities. That's I mean, a great go, point. go to Madison, right? So the other fear that I have, if Liv is successful, is that we lose that. And you only realize it if you have that event in your community, and, and again, we don't even have it technically in our community. We got to drive, you know, almost two hours to get to University Ridge to go to that event. And I don't want to lie here. I'm, I'm, I'm not super sad because I'm getting married this weekend, but I'm a little disappointed that I can't go to that event because it is super fun. And, you know, I I've, I've just have something bigger going on this weekend in my personal life that I can't attend, but next year it's still going to be there. Yeah. And it's going to be an awesome event. And at the end of it, you're going to hear Steve Stricker bragging in a Steve Stricker way about it, of course, because he doesn't really brag, about the, the amount of money that they've raised in that event. I mean, it's only been going on for six five, years. six years. Yeah. And the amount of money that they've raised is unbelievable. And, and I think that means something. And I think some of these players have lost sight of that. And they're chasing now a bigger payday. And I get it. you got to take care of you and your own first. But it's nice to have that built-in ambassadorship that you have with some of these communities. And that could potentially go away. Or even in order to respond, maybe the PGA Tour's contributions to some of these charitable efforts have to be minimized. Which, again, makes me a little sad. Maybe you got to get on the phone with Jay and just give him the pitch that you just gave our listeners right now. Because that, that it's so much bigger than, than the paycheck. But for some, it's not. It, and yeah, it's it's to just understand such, the reach of what the PGA Tour has meant. It's and what it could continue to mean. I understand it's a tough balancing act, 
And we're going to be talking more about the AmFam coming up in a little bit, and that's why it kind of popped in my head. But we do have to talk about Phil Mickelson in particular because the dude is getting $200 million. Can you imagine that check they would have cut had he not shot himself in the foot? He's still getting $200 million. Phil Mickelson returns to golf. We discuss next on the team. The opening segment was brought to you by Heartland Movement Center. Improve your golf game with a personalized approach from their experienced team. Learn more at heartlandmovementcenter.com. On the tee with Gabe and Steven continues next on 94.5 ESPN. You're listening to On the Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Steven Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. I'm not quite sure how confident Phil Mickelson is, but he, so it was announced today that he is returning to golf and he is playing this week in London and he is reportedly getting $200 million from Live Golf in order to participate in their league. And the speculation was that he would be part of an announcement potentially today about that because when the initial field with Dustin Johnson and the like was announced, again, 15 minutes after we got off the air last Tuesday... They had some spots reserved for some Asian Tour players, since Live Golf has an Asian Tour um, connection. And they had a couple of other spots still available, and presumably one of them was going to be for Phil Mickelson. That comes to fruition. What does it say about Phil? That it appears that the Masters was right there, uh, willing willing to welcome him back. It seemed like the PGA was willing to welcome him back as the defending champ. But he's choosing Live Golf to make his comeback. We dive into that right now. Thanks to our friends from Ewald Automotive, and it's all about the drive. Sometimes it's all about the drive. But off the tee, it's all about the drive. The best and biggest shots of the weekend. That house is like 400 yards away. Is that good? That's unbelievable. It's all about the drive. On On the Tee is brought to you by Ewald Automotive. Shop the Ewald Automotive Group, home of the 20-year, 200,000-mile limited warranty on all new vehicles. Visit any of their eight locations today, in-store or online at ewaldautomotive.com. Ewald Automotive, we make it easy. So what does that say about Phil, Steven? I think he's scared. Was it... So he said he still plans on playing the majors, so it looks like he's going to come back for the U.S. Open next week, which is going to be a bleep show. Like, it is going to be unbelievable next week at at Brookline and the Country Club. But with Phil, do you think he was contingent on trying to get back into the good graces of the money that's behind Liv after calling them scary words I can't say on the radio and the 200 mil was contingent on, hey, when you make your return to golf, it's got to be with us. Because, honestly, that... If he's not playing, I don't know how much I'm intrigued to find YouTube Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Oh, he is definitely the driver of the train wreck. Like, that. that is who everybody is most intrigued to watch and see after his layoff and his meteoric fall from grace. But what bothers me about Phil um, was his statement that he released today. 
Because it sounds like somebody who wants to eat their cake and have it, too. I'm going to read you the final two paragraphs. The first paragraph was about how he took some time to reflect, and he wants to get himself right, and he stepped away from the game entirely. He says, I'm ready to come back and play the game I love, but after 32 years, this new path is a fresh start, one that is exciting for me at this stage of my career and is clearly transformative, not just for myself, but ideally the game and my peers. I also love the progressive format and think it will be exciting for fans. Just as importantly, it will provide balance, allowing me to focus on a healthier approach to life on and off the course. I'm incredibly grateful for what this game and the PGA Tour has given me. I would like to think that I have given back as well, but now I'm excited about this new opportunity. And here is where it gets interesting. I am thrilled to begin with Live Golf, and I appreciate everyone involved. I also intend to play the majors. I fully realize and respect some may disagree with this decision and have strong opinions, and I empathize with that. I have a renewed spirit and excitement for the game. I'm incredibly grateful for the support of my fans, partners, friends, and peers, and hope in time those sentiments, relationships, and support continue. That, Gabe Neitzel, sounds like somebody who wants to eat their cake and have it too. you got to pick one side to be on, Phil. And in my eyes, he made his bed with Liv, and he just needs to move on. But the fact that he thinks that we care so deeply about him that we want to see him play in the majors too sounds a little narcissistic to me doesn't it well i mean we also know he is a narcissist so it kind of you know if the shoe fits you wear it but isn't that the move like i think the move cuz i'm sure kevin now wants to play in the majors too if he qualifies and i'm not quite sure of kevin's current world ranking but like isn't that the move if you want to play live cuz yes there, well, there I, there's is, definitely strategy involved that he's saying it in this statement, right? Because then it puts pressure back on the PGA Tour, like, oh, maybe it would be good to have Phil play in the majors. In my fear of us having a splintered golf existence between Liv and the PGA Tour, the only ones other than the players getting more money from Liv that are going to directly benefit are the four majors. Because don't the majors become that more important if that, those are the only tournaments where the best players, truly the best players in the world are playing. Now, again, it depends. I mean, right now, I mean, only a couple of the guys that are in the fields, like DJ and Phil, are actually qualified to play in these majors. Correct. Because of their status as recent past champions of those majors. But if they continue to grow and they get more players and we truly have that splintered existence, those four tournaments become the biggest thing in the in golf, maybe become the only thing in golf that really matters. But isn't this going to become more of a divide amongst the players when you have the live crew just helicoptering in on the major tournaments? That's what, it, yeah. Because if I am Rory and I am Spieth and I am even Brooks Kepka. Let's let's call it. Who might be next in line to join Liv? That's my prediction. But Ooh, I mean, Chase is already a part of it. His brother Chase. Yeah, I I Which, think that it's hilarious because Chase yeah. sucks. <laughs> He's terrible. But if I'm those guys, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be the good boys on the PGA Tour and grind it out and go play the 3M Open or be the face of the RBC Canadian Open this upcoming week for you. And you're telling me that Phil can just. Go make four times what I'm making and then helicopter in for the majors and get the glory of the tournaments that are the biggest needle movers for the casual golf fan. That's that's the problem that Jay Monahan has on his hands with somebody like Phil. But Jay doesn't 
Jay has nothing to do with those. He's got a working relationship with a but the beauty of the four majors in golf is that they're not owned and operated by the PGA Tour. They're run by four separate organizations. Augusta National runs the Masters, yeah. the USGA runs the US Open, PGA of America, the PGA, and of course, RNA for the Open Championship. Yes, that that's a good clarification. I meant it in the sense of disgruntled players. Oh, 100%. And how do you control your assets? And if you're Jay Monahan and you have guys that want to stick on your tour and you're not going to be able to pay them what they're making on live, how do you keep them happy? And that that is where I think you can't just kind of draw this soft line in the sand for some of these players that are going to the live tour. If you're going to go, you're gone. Yeah. I, I think that is the only way that Jay can approach this. I think the way the way that everybody has played their hand so far makes sense to me. Because, yeah, Jay has to be strong. You know, I think Kevin Na sees the bigger picture, which is why he resigned his post in order to go there. Because, again, if you believe in live and that it's going to succeed, you're over there now. Like, you're not going to have time for the PGA Tour. Yeah. But the battleground for what's going to happen next in the world of golf is those four majors. Yep. What are they going to do? And arguably the most exciting events in golf, at least on the European side, the Ryder Cup, which just obviously had it here in the state of Wisconsin, becomes a little bit interesting as well. Are those players going to be Ryder Cup eligible? Because so for the U.S., all the points are tabulated based on how you do in the four majors in the PGA Tour events. European Tour events for, for Europe, or, and Europe has, like, Ferrari, like they've got, they've got different qualifying standards. It gets complicated again when you have so many players who play here and there. But the European tourists said, hey, you play over there. Sergio, you ain't going to be a captain. You're not going to be a captain going forward. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do there as well. Yeah, the Ryder Cup is its own animal, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and President's Cup, too. I mean, it. I, I just don't know how in an individual sport, full of egos you can survive with two branches like this yeah you mm-hmm. got to keep them separate and that's i think that is the only solution if live continues to grow it's completely possible but what's scary is that literally everything is on the table live could flourish and take over the golf world or the money that backs live could get bored and move on to something else like both, like, yeah, they could fall on their face entirely after yes, two events. Yeah, like, but all of that is on over the course of the next yeah. five, five, five years is legitimately on the board. And I, I think it's also really important to n- note that we've seen these outrageous figures thrown in our face: two hundred million for Phil, one hundred and twenty or one hundred twenty-five for DJ. DJ. But that's just the sexy number. It's like contracts in sports, right? Like, yeah. we don't know what the actual fine print says of you have to play an X number of events, or you have to well, place, yes. and and you have to stay with us over the PGA Tour. We don't know what that fine print might say, and that could tell us everything about the future of Live. Their model calls for 18 events. You have to play all 18. It, it calls for a team aspect, because that, and that's why you have to play all 18 events. So there's there is a lot. I'm sure that Greg Norman doesn't want anybody going back to the PGA Tour. I mean, Greg Norman's not going to be in that chair for the next three months, so I don't think yeah. he has to really worry about the future of Live because I don't think he's going to be a part of it. Talk about somebody shooting himself in the foot. That, I mean, come on. How do you put Greg Norman in charge? Like, 
dude has a monument of himself in his backyard. Like, I don't know how this guy is so successful in business because every time I see him, like, I'm, wait, what? Like, the, the, the 30 for 30 on him was fascinating. But if I'm him, why am I agreeing to do that? Why am I agreeing to go back to Augusta National and hit some of those shots? It's very confusing. And then every time I hear him talk about Liv, he's saying the wrong thing. Like, how is this man in charge? This is the guy that you wanted to be the face, the front-facing face of your tour? Because he doesn't care what anybody thinks about him, and that's the perfect person in charge for starting an anti-PGA Tour league. I really look forward to when we get older and I see the Stephen Watson statue in your backyard. It's going to be spectacular. Maybe my dog. (laughs) You know what? I, I know a few people. That would contribute to the fund of having a statue for your dog. He's he, a good boy. He is a good boy. He is a, it is a rated uh, top five pommel course in the U.S. I am talking about the Bog, built by Mr. Palmer himself, Arnold Palmer. It offers a challenging but playable course here in Wisconsin with packages in a beautiful natural setting in Sockville. At any personal, uh, you know, so what, what I'm talking about here is going up there and playing. It, it's, it's so much fun. It's challenging. There are some holes that are open. There are some holes that are a little bit more narrow, which is why it's the perfect home for the ESPN Milwaukee Open. We'll be out there next month once again. They've got a great amenities, a new barn if you're looking for a private event the new barn overlooks the 18th hole it is absolutely beautiful and gorgeous in there so make sure you check out the bog for any more golfing experiences we're going to talk about the american family insurance championship happening right here in the state of wisconsin coming up next on the tee back to the course and on the tee with gabe and steven after this on 94.5 espn that's all you're listening to On the Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. That's right, Annex Wealth Management, a proud sponsor of On the Tee. It's time to know the difference. Annex Wealth Management provides investment tax, retirement, and estate planning as a local fee-only fiduciary. Time to put things in order, addictswealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Big shout-out to NX Wealth Management as well. They were the not only the presenting sponsor of this fine program, but they were the presenting sponsor of the 50th Lombardi Golf Classic that happened out at North Hills this past weekend. Lots of money that was raised uh, Friday into Saturday. Always such a great event. And, and anytime any event that benefits uh, you know cancer research reaches 50 years, I figure it you know worth shouting out. Yeah. They, they always do a great job. This is North Hills. North right? Hills Country Club. Yeah. They're very hospitable out I there. I saw a lot of Packers were out there this oh, year. Oh, yeah. I mean, you had David Bakhtiari. You had Randall Cobb. Pat O'Donnell was out there. Robert uh, of course, Tunyon. Uh, yeah, Robert Tunyon. Uh, Mason Crosby uh, does such a great job of recruiting a lot of those guys to come and play. Uh, Paul Mulder, Bob Euchre, Greg Vaughn, um, Andy North, because, of course... You say the word charity, and Andy North is going to show up. He's like our own personal Bob Hope. If you don't understand that <laughs> joke or reference, just go ahead and look up Bob Hope. Uh, but speaking of charity, that once again Andy North gets involved with, we're talking about the American Family Insurance Championship happening in Madison this weekend. Uh, the tournament itself is Friday through Sunday. It, it's back in full force. It came back last year. We had the opportunity to go down there, do a special show on that Saturday, but the the foursome is back, the celebrity foursome. Yeah. Brett Favre is going to be featured in that again, so you can uh, see some uh, sports legends playing some golf on Saturday. It's just such a great event, and because we don't have a PGA Tour event, and we don't know when the next major 
event is going to be coming to the state of Wisconsin. We don't have an LPGA Tour event anymore. We don't have the formerly known as the Symmetra Tour, now Epson Tour. We don't have that. We don't have uh, the Corn Ferry. As far as I know, Liv ain't coming here. Like, we got nothing right now other than this, and it is great golf that's played every year. And it's a great story this year, too, because Jerry Kelly is the two-time defending champ at AmFam. Steve Stricker is playing in the event that he has hosted that he has not won. And Steve Stricker's winning at an outrageous rate on the Champions Tour. So this is definitely an event that Steve would like to win. And he has his own comeback story that's been incredible during this early part of this golf season. I'm sure that he would love to get this one after his buddy Jerry Kelly has won the last couple. (laughs) Jerry Kelly has been beaten by exactly one man the last three times this tournament's been played. He's been beaten by one person. That's it. It was Scott McCarron four years ago. Didn't have the event in 2020. But then he won in the playoff the last couple of years. Like, that's... like. And he's rounding into shape. He just won on Sunday in a playoff. He did. And those last two wins at the AmFam have come in a playoff. And Something look, about Jerry Kelly. Take him. I Take him in a playoff. Well, look, here's the thing. Like, we did this last week and it didn't work out. You know, hey, take John Rahm. What are you going to do? Like, come on. John Rahm's going to win the Memorial. Obviously, it didn't end up doing it, but he ended up in the top ten. Like, if you're making picks this week, you got to take Jerry Kelly. Again, yeah. did you not hear what I just said? He's been beaten by one man at this golf course the last three times they've played it. Once. Not only did he win it back-to-back years, but the year before he finished second by a shot. You know what's fascinating about Jerry Kelly and Steve Stricker? Not only are they just all-world humans, but they're also, like, too good of friends. And here's why. <laughs> Jerry Kelly was struggling with his putter over the last couple of events. Mm-hmm. He told reporters this weekend at the Principal Invitational uh, when, you know, that he just won out in Des Moines, Iowa, that Steve Stricker watched him on the putting green before one of the events, one of the rounds, and noticed something wrong in his putting stroke. So he spent 30 minutes helping Jerry Kelly. And what does Jerry Kelly do? He goes out and beats Steve and the rest of the field in the event. <laughs> do you think Strick is regretting? Helping out Jerry as, as Strick is trying to take down Jerry to win his own hosted event? Not even a little bit. I know. They're too nice. Not even a little bit. He is excited that Jerry figured it out. And honestly, I really like the fact that Jerry's won this thing a couple of times now. Because in I don't make this sound like a bad thing. Because like Strick gets all the attention. Yeah. Right? Like Steve Stricker gets all the attention. And understandably so. He's a 12-time PGA Tour winner. This benefits his foundation. So he's the host of the tournament. But Jerry Kelly has strong Wisconsin ties as well. So for him to win the event. Because he doesn't have the star power that, that Steve does. So it just, you know... It, I like it, being a Wisconsin sports fan, that, yes, Steve puts it on and Steve gets all the attention, but then the other Wisconsin sports guy wins it. Like, it's it's kind of cool. Yeah, and Skip Kendall's going to be playing this upcoming weekend. I know Andy played a couple of years ago in the event. Uh, he, he did not do so hot, and I don't think we'll see him participate. But he will be playing in the celebrity foursome. You would mentioned Derek Jeter, mm-hmm. Brett Favre, of course, and actually knew to the field is Julie Inkster is going to play so with cool. Andy North. You know, one of the greatest female golfers of all time, is going to be teeing it up at Ridge. Another amazing experience on Thursday for fans of the game. Is it Thursday or Friday? What? 
the, the, the celebrity. The celebrity Saturday. Saturday. Okay. Saturday. It, they the always tee off on the back nine yep. when the tournament goes through. Yep. Yes. So it's the last thing that goes off. They're the last group that's coming through on Saturday. Um, yeah, it's the and again, that just started with an idea. They'll probably tee off around two o'clock, by the way, is uh, when it's scheduled to happen. But that started as an idea to just get Steve involved in his own event because he couldn't play in it the first year. Yeah. Steve was only 49. He wasn't eligible for PGA Tour champion, so they got Strick involved. Um, so it's just, it's such a cool event. Uh, who are you picking? Are you picking Jerry Kelly? Because I'm picking Jerry Kelly. No. Because you know what? I, yeah, I, I, I listened to you do this whole John Rom thing last week. and Yeah, because you're going to pick Billy Horschel. Come on. I picked Xander, and he, he got me a top 20. He let me down again. <laughs> he was inching toward the top of that leaderboard early. Tell you what, if you pick Xander Shoffley, you're going to be disappointed. Eventually, That's eventually I'm going to get it right, Gabe. I'm picking Strick. I'm going okay. for the Hollywood story with what Steve has gone through over the last year. He won already this season. He finished, I think, top 10. He ended up finishing in principle this past weekend. He mm-hmm. was floating right around there. Um, but remember, he's coming back from COVID, too. So after what he went through, he had to miss the senior players for COVID. I love Stricker this weekend to finally get it done in his home event and just continue this fairy tale return to golf story that we've seen from him. Do you have a pick for the RBC Canadian Open, which surprisingly has Scotty Scheffler, Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy, Cam Smith, Sam Burns, Shane Lowry, We spent 35 Finau. minutes talking live, and we can't even make our live predictions? DJ? I don't know. He's the only... I, hope, I hope Phil shoots 80. DJ's the only actually good player in that field, right? I know. Sergio. Sergio can still tee it up a little bit. Yeah, he'll blow up. Um, you know, I, I'm going to go with Cam Smith this weekend. He's been knocking on the door. One of the been. players. Mm-hmm. He played well this weekend. Again, um, kind of stumbled down the stretch. He, he's done that a couple of tournaments it's been lately. Interesting. He's, yeah. He's gotten off to really hot starts. He did that last year. Oh, man, it was a late-in-the-season tournament when he decided like he had to make par. I mean, he wanted to make birdie. But he, he hit his drive into the woods and tried to hit a ridiculous shot, and it ricocheted off a tree out of bounds. He ended up making double and missed the playoff. He was late in the year. Like he's he's done that a couple of times, like where he's been in contention and just hasn't been able to close the deal. Obviously, he did so at the players. But. Yeah, I, I I think he's number one in the world in adjusted scoring this golf season right now. Cam Smith with how how dominant he's played. I I, I like Cam to win it because I don't think he will win the Open. Uh, I'll take Shane Lowry. There, great analysis for you. Really thought about that one for a long time. Just Who I should take. Up and down the field. In the Canadian Rory Open. is the last to win this in 2019. It hasn't been played in a couple of years because yeah. of COVID. It, and, and I'm excited it's back because it is a big event. Tigers had some pretty big moments at this one. So uh, it, if you have a chance, there are a lot of the top players playing. I don't know if they saw, hey, Justin Thomas had success playing before the last major, so now we're going to try to play before the U.S. Open. I know that's the only reason JT's playing. Rory's going to backdoor top 10, right? I mean... Death, taxes, and Rory. Rory Backdooring top tens. Yes, of course, that's what happens. Golf weather in Wisconsin is here. If you're looking for a great place to get outside, head to Fairways of Woodside in Sussex. It's a great atmosphere, great food, drink menu, amazing hospitality. What they do different than every other golf course is they prioritize fun. Golf is supposed to be fun, and they emphasize that at Fairways of Woodside. I promise you, if you go out there, you will have an absolute blast. Rob and his team will make sure you're taken care of. Check them out at fairwaysofwoodside.com. We break down... University Ridge Golf Course, hosting the PGA Tour Champions this week. Coming up next on the tee. No ifs, ands, or putts. There's more on the tee with Gabe and Steven coming up on 94.5 ESPN.
Four, it's On the Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. What do you mean? Before we quickly break down... American Family Insurance Championship host course, University Ridge. Uh, I did get a text on the First Midwest, First Midwest Bank talking text line, 800-990-3776. Gabe, what's the update on your luggage? Uh, for those unaware, I went to Scotland. That's why I missed the show a couple of weeks ago. My, my suitcase, my golf clubs made it, so that was fine. But my suitcase with all of my clothes featuring six different pairs of wild golf pants that I want, that I enjoy wearing, uh, they're currently missing. They never made it to me in Scotland. Uh, I told them at some point, when I was over there getting close to the end of my trip because I was calling my airline every day. I told them to ship it back here. They said they would. It might even be beat me back here. I had to work. Finally got a hold of them last Friday. Obviously still not here. They said uh, it is with their delivery for service in Scotland. So I don't know if I'm ever seeing my master's pullover or my Horicon Marshman golf pants ever again. At what point are you charging interest? Well, so I before I start charging for that, I do still have to file my claim for the clothes that I had to buy while over there because they said they were going to pay for that. But then I have to wait 21 days uh, in order to, to declare my luggage completely lost. All right. We just opened a whole can of worms here. So like, <laughs> We've got two minutes and we have an opening we've got to play. How much money did you spend on clothes overseas that you're hoping to get money back from? Oh, it's over $1,000. I would have I charged ten. <laughs> Well, but here's the thing. If I ever get my other stuff back, like I need places to put all these things. You'll find the space. Okay, all right. Look good, play good. Ad- nice old- additionally, I needed... A, I, I didn't have my suitcase. I had nothing. Like I bought a backpack at the airport to put the clothes that I all purchased to just shove them in there so I at least had something to I bring I hope you expense in. that backpack. I've, yeah, no, don't worry. It's on the list. Uh, let's go ahead and break down a golf course courtesy of our friends at Waste Management. Fescue. Hole placement, dog legs, hazards. What don't you want to know about Wisconsin's variety of golf courses? It's time for On the Tee to give you a course review. Brought to you by Waste Management, a company that values inclusion and diversity, safety, our customers, and the environment. Join the WM family and visit careers.wm.com. University of Ridge, once again, hosting PGA Tour champions in the American Family Insurance Championship this weekend. It's the former home course of one Stephen Watson while he was a student at the University of Wisconsin at Madison. Man, did I milk that rate. (laughs) (laughs) As you should. I played a lot of uh, Twilight Fees in my college days there. 30 bucks to walk and carry you, Ridge. I practically paid rent there. What is cool about Uridge is the fact that the front and back play so different. Yeah. You know, the front's more open, back's a little bit more tight. So you you kind of get the opportunity to hit a lot of different shots throughout the course of the round that you play out there. They have a couple of really memorable holes for me. Number two, gettable par five Two's with a, a cool really hole. risky second shot. Um, if you go over the green, you're dead. Shout out to a uh, friend of show, Tom Lee, from American Family Insurance. He made a two on that par five. Whoa. He's got an albatross on that hole. That is fun. Um, I love number 17. Great, Great par, par three. three. Great par three. And and I like 16 before it, par five, too. Yeah, up the hill. Got to go back up the hill. It's a pretty cool hole. I, I think that 18 is a little boring for a finishing hole. Just kind of up the hill. Yeah, it's up the hill. I mean, you can kind of cut the corner, too, or you just blow it far enough left and it really doesn't matter. It's kind of like taking a shortcut. It's not 
like there's there's no deterrent. There are a couple of traps on the left, but if you're going to blow a left, just blow away left. But I think it's a great tournament course because there are a lot of gettable holes on the back nine mm-hmm. that will make for a really interesting finish. Like it, ha- I mean, they've gone low in the AmFam Championship oh, yeah. every single year. People like to see red. Yeah, especially especially when you're talking about PGA Tour champions. Uh, one other thing that's cool about the state of Wisconsin, because I love the fact that University Ridge hosts the boys and girls golf tournament every year, state yeah. championship. Well, they couldn't host the boys this year because it's going on right now. But man, they've got AmFam. Yeah, not a bad so, alternative. So, so what does the WIAA do? Hey, Black Wolf Run, what are you up to? <laughs> Sick. That's so cool. I played, like, okay. high, I played high school golf in the wrong state. <laughs> like, oh, oh, we can't have it at our PGA Tour Champions course. All right, I guess we'll have it at the Pete Dye course. Yeah. Come on up, boys. As Aaron Hills is hosting Mac Fund <laughs> high school events as well on the side. Oh, I love Must this Must be state. nice. Enjoy it, young kiddos. Yeah, enjoy the American Family Insurance Championship if you had out there as well. I will not be back next week because of my pending nuptials. Stephen Watson and Nolan Murphy will be with you next Monday. Golf clap for you, Gabe. On the day, I appreciate that, buddy. A wide array of opportunities abound. 